Lotus FM News with Sureshin Pillay. Three o'clock, good afternoon. The rain over the past weekend has slightly raised the level of the Hazelmere Dam in KwaZulu-Natal. The dam provides water to many municipalities in the province. A number of them have imposed water restrictions due to the prolonged drought. However, Mgeni Waters' Shami Harichandar says for the dam level to improve significantly, at least three days of non-stop rain is needed. We need much more than 126 millimeters of rainfall. Also, you know, because because of the amount of water that because of the amount of rain that occurred, quite a lot of it got soaked into the ground, and now there's a runoff of water from the surface, which will also make its way into the into into the Hazelmere Dam. But the bottom line is simply this: that the situation at, at Hazelmere Dam has has improved slightly, but not sufficient in order for municipalities to lift the restrictions. Amgeni Water will continue to to cut back on the production of potable water, and as I've said already, it will be increased to 40%. That's the unfortunate situation as it currently prevails. A study by the Right to Food in South Africa shows that one in four South Africans is going hungry. The report by the Studies in Poverty and Inequality Institute has found that despite widespread hunger and food insecurity, Government has not been formulating sufficiently coordinated policies to end hunger. Co-author of the report, Daniel McLaren. Overall, we find that ultimately for the right to food in South Africa is a a lack of actual accountability for delivery on this right, um, despite a bill being called for over 10 years ago. So one of the things, one of the key things that we're calling for in this report is actually a process to begin with government and wider stakeholders, including the private sector, which obviously plays a huge role in the delivery and distribution and production of food, a participatory process towards drafting framework legislation on the right to food. Six people have been killed in an explosion targeting a hotel in the Somali capital Mogadishu. The attack happened as U.S. President Barack Obama arrived in Ethiopia, where he extensively spoke about the threat posed by the Al-Shabaab militant group. Sarah Kimani reports from Nairobi. Somali militant group Al-Shabaab claimed responsibility for Sunday's attack on Jazeera Hotel, saying it was responding to assaults on the group by an African Union force and the Somali government. U.S. drone strikes have been targeting the group for the past few years. The African Union has more than 21,000 soldiers in Somalia. Obama praised the troops for weakening the threat of Al-Shabaab inside the country. Sunday's attack will be seen as an attempt by the Al-Shabaab to prove its might in the face of successive defeats this past week. And finally, Kurdish forces in Syria have accused Turkey of repeatedly attacking their units across the border. Turkey says it's investigating the claims but insists they're not targeting Syrian Kurds but rather the Islamic State group in Syria and the PKK Kurdish rebel group in Iraq. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports. As Turkish jets pound PKK targets in Iraq, the Kurdish militia in Syria now says Turkey has shelled its positions too. It says Turkish tanks hit an area under Kurdish control around Jarablus in northern Syria and that one of its vehicles was struck close to Kobani. If true, it would complicate the coalition against IS since Western powers are cooperating with Syrian Kurds against the jihadists. Meanwhile, Turkey's prime minister says there are no plans to send ground forces into Syria. Top story at 3 o'clock. The rain over the past weekend has slightly raised the level of the Hazelmere Dam in KwaZulu-Natal. I'm Sreshan Pillay, back at 4.